Have you ever had this thought, I can never seem to get ahead? Or maybe this one, I have no idea what I'm doing. We've been there, and you probably have too. Unfortunately, confusion and frustration are normal for men today. Comparison, escapism, and all kinds of regrets usually have one of these involved. But the good news is this, no matter which one you're dealing with, the answer is the same. Focus on the fundamentals. Most of the outer issues we face can be improved or even solved by dealing with a few inner markers we call the fundamentals. We believe you can begin to take your life to the next level by becoming strong in the fundamentals of your life. So we wrote a free PDF called The 4D Model, Mastering the Fundamentals of Real Success. This PDF will show you what the four fundamentals are and how these key areas are foundational to the success of every man. You'll learn how to start a journey within that transforms the way you live your life and navigate your circumstances. Now, why did we make this PDF? So you can have a tool to learn how to focus on the four fundamentals, because when you do, long-lasting success can happen in your life. Get your free copy of the 4D Model of Success at thrivingman.com. The definition of the word shame is a painful emotion caused by consciousness of guilt, shortcoming, or impropriety. Shame is something that isn't talked about today. We don't really talk about it. It makes us uncomfortable. In fact, a lot of people just kind of dump on the idea of shame, saying, oh, you shouldn't feel shame. You shouldn't acknowledge your shame. It's not real. It's just a construct of your mind. We should not really just do whatever we want. Can you imagine a life with no shame? Men who have no shame? That's just kind of weird, and I don't think it's good for society. Men throughout the years who haven't had shame, it hasn't gone well for them or for us. Shame is a reality, and to say that no one feels it is really to deny that reality. In fact, shame still, I think, has some good things it can bring about in men, but most men don't even talk about it today, and a lot of shame is hurting men, and that's one of the big things we want to talk about today. See, the reality of shame is there's a negative side and a positive side. I know you don't really think of a positive side, but we're going to cover that today. We're going to look at shame from a few different angles today. We're going to see how it hurts men, how it can help men, and what they can do to become stronger against it. Because we want to develop fully as men. We don't want anything hurting us or keeping us from being the very best we can be. So let's find out all about shame today on the show. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here's your host, David Maxwell. Hey guys, welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. I'm so glad that you joined me here today and that you want to be a better man. Well, today we're talking about men and their shame. Now, shame, I know, it's a strange thing to talk about because a lot of people kind of deny that shame is there, like we said earlier, or they say we shouldn't feel shame, but not really a lot of people talk about shame, men especially, because shame is shameful. Nobody wants to talk about shame, but a lot of guys feel shame. It's a serious issue among men today. They may not talk about it, But a lot of people's shame is really weighing them down and keeping them from being the best man they could be. Now, understand that shame is not something that's based on religion. People would say, well, if you don't believe in God, you shouldn't feel shame. Everybody feels shame. 
Whether you believe in God or not, shame is something that men carry. Why? Because men carry regrets. We don't do everything right. Whether you believe in God or not, you're going to do some things that you later regret and you may even feel some shame for. That's reality. And what we want to do is deal with our shame because whether the shame comes from you feeling bad because you know it's wrong to God or just feeling bad, period, even if you don't believe in God, shame will affect how you live, how you make choices, what you do, good or bad. And shame can hurt men. It can really hurt them and how they live their lives. It can cause them to be weak and really cause them to not be the best they could be. But shame can also bring some positives to men. And that's why I think shame isn't something we shouldn't talk about. We should deal with it. And you may say, well, wait a minute. I kind of thought shame was a bad thing. You're saying it's a good thing? Well, it can be a little bit of both. And it all depends on how you look at it, what you feel about it, and really deals a lot more with you and who you are as a man. And so we're going to get into all that. We're going to talk about the bad side, which is devastating a lot of men today. We're going to talk about the good side, which has kind of been forgotten in our society today. And I think uh, it wouldn't be bad if we brought some shame back to people. Um, You know, sometimes you go out and you're like, okay, people need to be ashamed of themselves. And that means we want some shame brought back. So we're going to look at both sides of that, what it looks like. And we're going to talk about three different areas. We're going to talk about the negative side of shame. We're going to talk about the positive side of shame. And we're going to talk about the antidote to bad shame. First thing we want to talk about when it comes to shame is the negative side of shame. Now, shame for a lot of guys is like a heavy weight that they're carrying around with them. Nobody sees it, but it's there. The the secret actions they did or the things that no one may know about, that they're still carrying. It still weighs them down, which that makes me think of the old book, Pilgrim's Progress. There's a character in the book, Christian who was carrying a heavy burden on his back. And he went on the journey to try to get rid of that burden. And there's a lot of men out there today who are carrying a heavy burden on their back. And that burden for a lot of them is shame, shame and things they've done. And that's how a lot of guys are living. And it really hurts them as men. And that's why we have to deal with it. So why do the men feel this way? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the way we're designed. Men were designed to be the ones who stand up for others, to be the ones who choose to do the right thing, to choose to stand up for what's right, to fight for those who are weaker. That's kind of part of that man code. You look throughout history, and we've honored men who've had a code, men who've lived with high ideals. And shame keeps us from those high ideals. We want men to fight injustice, not be the cause of injustice. We want men who fight for those who can't fight for themselves, not be the ones who injure those who can't live for themselves. And and so that's where shame is something that has pulled men from that stand of really living the way I think men throughout history have wanted to live. You know, we look back at the old times uh, during when men were knights, They, they were expected to live at a higher level. And we've kind of lost that today. Everybody is kind of treated the same, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But what's happened is a lot of men are struggling with things they've done 
and that shame is hurting them. And what it's doing is it's pulling them away from the fight. It's pulling them away from being the ones who stand up for what is right. Because they'll think things in their mind like, well, who am I to say anything? You know, if these people saw the real me, so I can't say anything because I'm not perfect. I'm not this. I'm just going to stay quiet. You see, when men are caught up in their own shame, they fall into that void of weakness where they don't do anything. They kind of back off from life. They don't kind of press their, their advantage over people in sometimes a good way because men are supposed to be the ones who step up for what is right. But if a man feels weakened by his own shame, he's not going to step up. He's going to back off. And we see a lot of men who've backed off. And I think that silenced a lot of men. In the last 70, 80 years, we've seen a lot of men get silent. Men who don't stand up. They've gotten really quiet as the deterioration of our society has happened. Men are supposed to be the ones who step up to protect, but they're not. They're backing off. Men aren't fighting for their families. Men aren't fighting for their culture. And we've seen that in the deterioration of the family and of the culture. And I think a lot of that has to do with men just gotten quiet. They're not really saying anything. They're gotten out of the fight because they have a weakness that's brought on by shame. You see, shame and failure and all those things can lead to men just giving up and not even trying. I've heard men say things like, I just can't stop. I'm just going to live this way. This is just who I am. Why should I even try to stop? What's the point? I'm just going to give in anyway, so I might as well quit trying. Or I've heard guys say things like, everyone's got to deal with me the way that I am. They've got to accept me for who I am right now. And what's happened is those guys have gotten burnt because they feel the shame and they don't know what to do with it. So they just quit trying to fight it. They quit trying to change. Other men, they just kind of stop caring. And that, that's a very dangerous place. They think it's no big deal or they justify it or they say things like, hey, you know, it just doesn't matter. You know, it's a survival of the fittest. They say stuff like that. And they say it to justify what they're doing, to justify what they want. But those men can often be the scariest ones because they don't care. They don't care about other people's feelings. They don't care what they say, what they do. They just want to win. They're looking out for number one. A lot of those guys have, have so pushed their shame down, they don't even hear it anymore. You hear terms like, well, they don't have a conscience anymore. And they don't because they're not ashamed of anything. They just do what they want. And some men will try to recruit men to that side. They'll say, hey, you need to be like me. This is no big deal. And they, they want you to listen to maybe some of those inner desires that aren't good for you. And they encourage you in it. But shame as a reality has hurt men. And it's continuing to hurt men today. What we've got to do is recognize the negative side of shame, to recognize what shame is doing to us, how it's really emasculating us. It's taking away our masculinity. It's taking away our desire to stand up for what's right, our desire to fight for our society. And we have so many men today who are quiet because we have so many men who are dealing with shame. The second thing we want to talk about with men and their shame is the positive side of shame. Now, shame isn't always a bad thing. It's just not. And, and I want you to kind of 
change the way of thinking you have about shame. Because our conscious sometimes tells us good stuff. It makes us feel bad, which can be a very good direction for us. There could be that voice inside of you that says, don't do that. That's a good thing to listen to. Or stay away from that. Stay away from this person. It makes me think of the old TV show I watched when I was a kid. It was Lost in Space. And there was a robot. And, and it was a real robot they, they kind of made. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it didn't wasn't a real robot, but it looked real to me as a kid. And he had these arms that would flap around. And whenever something bad was happening or about to happen, he'd go, danger, danger, Will Robinson, you know, to try and protect Will Robinson. We have a voice inside of us that's like, danger, danger. We need to learn to listen to that. And sometimes that voice comes in the form of realizing the shame. Because what'll happen is it'll make us think twice about engaging in specific activity. It just will. Have you ever done something that maybe you regretted? You didn't listen to that little voice on the inside of you. There was that voice telling you, hey, don't do that. You don't want to do that. Don't get involved with that. And you do. You ignore the voice and you regret it later. That regret, what you're feeling, that shame because you didn't listen to the voice. Because the voice was telling you, hey, you're going to feel bad about this later. You don't want to do that. You really don't want to do that. It could be about something that's major or it could be about something that's minor. It could be that voice telling you, hey, don't cheat. Don't cheat on your wife. Don't, don't go out with this woman who you're not married to. Or don't steal that. Don't embezzle. You know, there's a lot of people, I wish they had listened to that voice when they were running major corporations and they ran these giant embezzlement scheme that robbed people of millions of dollars. They needed to hear that voice, but they didn't listen to it. And it could be a major voice. It could be a minor voice. It could be that voice in you saying, you really don't want to eat all that ice cream. And you're home by yourself and you think, what's the big deal? It's just one tub. So you eat the whole tub. You ignore the voice. And then later you feel bad and you're like, I should have listened to the voice. Well, that voice sometimes is the one that's reminding us that we're going to feel shame. You know, you're going to feel bad about what you did. You're either going to literally feel bad or you're going to have consequences and things that could embarrass you. That's not a bad voice to listen to because sometimes that voice protects us from ourselves. And if we imagine the shame, if we take the time to really think through it, we get a positive benefit of that. If we think through our actions before we do them, that's good. And that's why we have imaginations. You see, imaginations are good when you look ahead and think, okay, if I do this, what's going to happen? What's going to happen if I, if I push ahead? Will I want someone else to find out I'm doing this? Would I want to have to tell people what I did? What if this gets published on the internet? Will I care? What if someone has pictures of this? Will I care? You see, imagination can really help you, especially when it deals with the area of shame. You know, let's use the example we talked about earlier. Let's say there's a guy, he's in the office, and there's a coworker, and they've been working on a project together, and they're kind of getting friendly. And he's married, she's married, but they start spending a lot more time together because of the project, and the relationship's kind of building. And he knows... I, I could probably get away with an affair here. I could probably do that. He just has that feeling. Well, imagine if instead of 
thinking about having the affair, the momentary pleasure of that, he kind of uses his imagination to think through the shame aspects of it. What if my wife found out? What if my children found out? What if my wife divorces me and takes the kids and I don't have a family? What if people at work find out and I get fired and there's issues in the office? Even if I don't get fired, people don't trust me anymore. What if the woman accuses me of inappropriate sexual conduct when it was perfectly appropriate, but she says it's not, people are going to assume I'm guilty. You know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm going to back off. You see, those are good things. He thought through the process. He thought through the shame that could happen, and it kept him from doing the action. I think we need a little more shame today. I think shame can be a good thing when it's used this way. Now, we talked about the negative earlier, but there is a positive side because sometimes you'll see someone who their stuff does come out. Maybe it's someone you know or someone who's famous, and it makes you think, wow, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. So it might keep you from engaging in something, or it might get you to get help so you don't go that far, so you don't become that person. See, that's where shame is a good thing. It can help you as a man figure some things out and think through, what do I really want? And maybe it'll keep you from getting involved in something that could cause some major problems. And shame is also something that can keep us from really getting involved in things that we don't even know about yet. You know, it keeps us from investigating and finding out more about maybe some activities you just don't want to know about. Ignorance is not necessarily a bad thing, especially when it comes to things that can be addictive to men or hurt men. You know, we look at what's happened to men as pornography has become super easy to get a hold of. So many men are chained up in pornography. And what pornography does, it kind of pulls them down into things they've never thought about, never would have thought about, but it gets them going in that direction. It degrades them. And you see, shame isn't a bad thing to go, you know, I just don't want to know what's out there. I don't want to know what all people are watching because it might entice me. And so we kind of stay away from it. That's a positive thing about shame. So what we want to do is look at shame can be good for us when it helps us to think ahead about consequences, about our actions, and it keeps us from doing things that we may feel like doing, but we choose not to. thing we want to deal with with men and their shame is the antidote to bad shame. You know, we talked about bad shame, we talked about good shame, and we really want to deal with the bad shame because that's the one that can hurt us the most. We want the good shame. We want to incorporate that into our life. And part of that is how we deal with the bad shame. Now, bad shame comes when you're not really being someone of character. Really, character and integrity are the pillars of strength for men. They have been for centuries. They are today. Who you are is your character, your integrity, those important parts of you. And men over the years have fought for that. They want to be a person of a character and integrity. They want people to, to speak well of them. So they fight for good honor. And then we've kind of lost that today. Well, Dr. Henry Cloud in his book, Integrity, defines character this way. Character is the ability to meet the demands of reality. 
And I like that definition. I think it fits us as men, what we want to do, who we want to be, because character is really who we are on the inside. And it comes out through our actions, what we do, what we say. And doing the right thing, we want to have that within us first before we do it. We want to come out and do the right thing because we want to do the right thing. Now, understand, I'm not saying you have to feel right to do right. You may want to do the right thing, but there's a feeling in you that wants to do the wrong thing, but the right thing side of you chooses and wins that battle. That's what's better. You know, the most powerful part of doing right is doing it when you may not feel it. You know, the guy we talked about earlier, he may feel like having an affair, but he knows it's the wrong thing to do. And that knowing, that part of him, that character, that integrity of him, wins over maybe the momentary feeling of, I want to be with her. And you see, I'm not denying the feeling, but you don't have to obey every feeling you have because not every feeling you have is good. Character demands that you deal with the reality of everything and what's going on on the inside. And what you want to do is let that character actually speak to those things and not just go on feeling. Because sometimes feeling can come and go. You want the feelings, and the more you build your character, the more those feelings will follow, but you've got to build that character because your action is what matters. How you felt doesn't matter as much as what you did, and what you did is what you want to build up, and you do that through your character, and you do that by having a strong core, and I don't just mean core muscles. I mean that part of you that kind of knows what's right and what's wrong. Now, our character is built through the lens of reality. And that's a very important thing to understand. Remember what Dr. Cloud said, character is the ability to meet the demands of reality. So what we have to do to build our character up, to build our core, is we have to deal with reality. We have to deal with truth. Now, what are some areas we need to deal with? Well, we need to look at the reality of our strengths and weaknesses. And this is what a lot of men don't do today. They don't take an honest assessment of the reality of where they're at and who they are. They don't look at, what am I good at? And then, what am I weak in? Every man has these. Every man is good at something. You say, well, I'm not good at anything. No, you're good at something. It may not be the best thing in the world. You know, you may wish you were better at having large amounts of money, but you're not. But maybe you're better at relationships. Maybe you're better at connecting with people. And so what every man has to do is figure out, what am I good at? What am I not good at? What am I weak in? And when you know that, it gives you a reality so you also know what to work on. Because what we want to do is we want to build our strengths up. You get paid for your strengths. You make a difference through your strengths. But you also want to build your weaknesses up to the point they don't hurt you. I know people say don't focus on your weakness, and you shouldn't focus on them, but you should keep them from hurting you. And some men have weaknesses in areas that could really hurt them. And so what they have to do is set safeguards in place to protect them, even from themselves. That's reality. To deny that is to deny reality. I'm not saying as men, we have to beat ourselves up because of what our weakness is or overpraise ourselves because of what our strength is. We just need to deal with reality. I don't want you to get the big head and I don't want you to sit there and be a poor, pitiful me person. You want to be a man who says, hey, I'm good at this, but that gets me every time. You know, your thing may be chocolate cake. 
You don't keep a large amount of chocolate cake in the refrigerator because you're going to eat it all or ice cream. You know, we, we talk about silly stuff like that, but that's a reality. You may just be like, you know, I can't handle that. I can't. I'm going to eat it if it's there. People who have been alcoholics are that way. They stop drinking altogether. They don't just drink a little bit. They don't have a social drink once in a while because they know if they start, it goes down a bad road. And that's them dealing with reality. And that's what we want to do as men, deal with reality. Some things are natural. Some things are good. But some things are going to be a weakness, and we need to deal with those. That's reality. And here's the truth for us as men. We have a capacity for good or bad, depending on our choice. You can choose good or bad. And a lot of that choice comes from your strengths and weaknesses and what you're doing with them, what you're doing to build those, what you're doing to keep those from hurting you. And you have a choice of how you're going to use them. How do you use your strengths? How do you protect yourself from your weaknesses? You've got to be honest about that. Because if you don't, you're going to delude yourself. Men are great at deluding ourselves. We just are. I can do that. I can handle it. But we can't. A lot of us can't. And that's reality. I'm not saying we should put ourselves down, but we need to deal with reality. And we also have to deal with reality because people today, and a lot of men are this way, we've gotten to the point where we're blaming everybody and we're not taking responsibility for ourselves. We're saying, hey, it's not my fault. It's not my fault this happened. And what that means is we're not looking truthfully at ourselves. You know, some things aren't our fault, but sometimes we put ourselves in a place where things happened and we shouldn't have been there. That part is our fault. And what we want to do is take responsibility for what we really did. Instead of saying, it's not my fault, what we could say is, hey, you know, I did do that, but I'm not happy I did it and I want to make a change. You see, that's not saying, oh, it's not my fault. Or you hear people say things like, that's not who I am. Well, you did it. So obviously it was who you were at that moment. You could say, that's not how I normally am, but I was weak and I gave in to temptation and I failed. But I don't want to be that way. That's an honest assessment. That's dealing with reality. And so what we have to do as men is deal with the reality of our strengths and weaknesses. If we don't, we won't recognize our problems and we won't build on our strengths and we won't be the best men we can be. The other reality we have to look at is the reality of our core. And when I say the reality, I'm, I'm thinking that what are we living for? As men, you've got to decide what you live for. And there's really only a couple options for you. We live for ourselves. You know, I want all the money I can get. I want success. I want sex. I want everything about me. Or we can live for God or something bigger than ourselves. Service, honor, uh, helping people, changing the world, things like that. That's really the only dynamics we have as men. We either live for self or we live for others, something else, God. And we've got to decide that. What's our core? Every man should wrestle with that. Every man needs to wrestle with who am I? Who am I going to be? It's a decision that we make as men. The problem is a lot of men today were never really pushed to make that decision. And if you don't make the decision, your default is going to be selfishness. Your default is going to be living for yourself. And we see what that gets us today. We see what happens is men don't have integrity. They don't have character. They're hurting a lot of people. And our ability to choose is what really is a big part of who we are as a human being. You see, that ability to choose separates us from the animals. Animals go by instinct. They just go by what their instinct is. Human beings are different. 
we can actually go against maybe what we're feeling in the moment. And that's what makes us different. And that's good. We don't want to be animals. We don't want to live by instinct. A lot of people are trying that today, but it's not working out for them. A big part of being a man is saying, you know what? Part of me wants to do that, but I'm going to choose not to. And every man has to make that choice. What's my core? How am I going to live that out? If a man focuses on self, he's going to live selfishly. He's going to burn bridges, and that's going to be his life. When a man focuses on something outside of himself, like God or serving others, it's going to bring purpose and meaning to his life. And you know what? He's going to have a whole lot less shame because he's doing something for other people. Selfishness takes us to deeper levels of shame. Men who have selfishness as a core, they're going to actually create more shame in their life because they're not going to think about consequences. They're not going to think about others. They're only going to think about self-gratification. And that never drives you to a good place. That never drives you to do things that are really helpful to other people. It actually drives a lot of people to hurt others because they're only thinking of themselves. Shame is something these guys need in their life. They need to bring that up, but they don't have a core. They don't, they're living for themselves. They don't really live for anyone or anything else except them. But when you live for service, for something higher and better than yourself, you're going to live a better quality life. You just are. If a man chooses to live to help others, he chooses to live for God and make a difference in the world. These guys aren't going to be perfect, but you know what? They're going to choose better more often than not. You know, it's like the guy we said earlier, he could choose to have an affair. He could choose on Saturday to go to the office to spend time with his mistress, or he could choose to spend that day with his children, pouring into them and changing their life and building his family stronger. Which one is better? Which one is better overall? Which one's going to cause less shame, less regret, less pain? Well, obviously, if he chooses to spend time with his kids. And that's a man who's figured out his core. He's figured out what he's about. Have you ever noticed that deathbed confessions usually never involve someone wishing they had been more selfish? I wish I thought about me more. I wish I had taken more time for me. I wish I had spent more money on me and not other people. I wish I hadn't made a difference in other people's life. You don't hear those deathbed confessions. You usually hear the opposite. Why? Because that's when all the shame is coming up. People are dealing with it. Men have to base their core on something. And it should be on something positive and something outside of themselves. That is a natural antidote to bad shame. All right, guys, closing out the show, when we deal with men and their shame, one, we've got to recognize shame is there. Shame is a reality. It is out there. And there's a bad side and there's a good side. The bad side is what a lot of men today deal with. And that bad side is causing them to get quiet, to stay away, to, to not step up, to not fight for their family, for society. And that bad side is not good for men. The good side is the part that's being forgotten, the part that keeps you from maybe doing those things that you're going to regret later. So what we want to do is decrease the bad and increase the good. And the way you do that is by building up your core. Who are you as a man? What are you all about? What do you live for? Do you live for yourself or do you live for something higher like God? I'm going to challenge you. Think about your core this week. 
What's the core of your life? What's the core of your existence? Figure that out first, and the other stuff will often fall into line. You'll live a whole lot better. You've been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.